strength It's a sword of power Sword is power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings Super! Chao Tzu exploded on Nappa's back and Tien at his arm, punched off by the big punch, and then he maybe died. We're not quite sure if he died. We'll find out later. Or will we? Happy 420, everybody. Oh, yeah, we happy... live in it. <laughs> <laughs> we live in it. I just spilled I sp- water all over my floor. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> we saw your high, so we brought you all loud, Katie. <laughs> oh, oh man! How's everyone's four twenty? You guys, you guys getting high? I might take an edible right now. I know we're doing a bonus later with with people, but I might do an yeah, edible. Yeah, I want you real quiet on this bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you helping out too much. Yeah. No, you're gonna you're gonna want a uh, a quiet. Is it reclusive? What is? Man, spilling water is a great way to find out <laughs> that your floor is slanted. Yeah, because the water goes down. It goes the wrong way. It, it goes sucks. Down the floor. It's, it's like no Australia. Good. Yeah, it's like Australia when you spill water on a slanted floor. Yeah. Jeremy, why don't you bring us into the show? Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Ballin' Out Super! 420 edition. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine. I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond, and with me, as always, are my loud co-host, Katie Rose Leon. I'm so loud! Platform women. And my loud co-host, Alex Patak. Yeah, there's a respiratory illness going through this country. It's called marijuana. Put it in your lungs and die. It's from the bong. Nice. Have you guys seen, uh, they're doing like truth ads again. You're well, they have to, the, legally. They're finally telling the truth, you mean? Yeah, those, uh, but like the the... Yeah, but the brand, like hey the, everyone, we did nine eleven. Like uh, sad. <laughs> they never went away. They've been making them all this whole time. I thought they'd they like ha- changed the brand or something though, because like no. truth no, has such happened, a nineties feel to it. You lived in a basement without a television. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there were still ads that time. They didn't stop from two thousand eight to eleven or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, yeah, I what, saw what one for they're see? they're doing it for like Jewel now, and they're like dump your Jewel, and and uh, it's all these people like hitting them with hammers and like blowing them up with like little improvised explosive devices and, and stuff. And doing street magic, the most persuasive art of all. <laughs> Did they say don't be a fool with Jewel? Um, no, I think it's just like dump the Jewel or something. And like then that. a Jewel song plays. It's like. <laughs> Dump your jewel today. 
Thank you. Yeah, Jewel really should be the face of this campaign. But, you know, they did. They took the common expression, dump your Jewel, and used it <laughs> yeah. against the tobacco industry. And that's what this is all about. Yeah, it's that, that classic charm that uh, and, and wit that the truth ads are known for. <laughs> well, isn't truth literally Philip Morris because of that lawsuit? Yeah, well, so I think it's actually, um, I think it's funded by, I guess it's Philip Morris, but, and, and also I think there's other cigarette companies. Philip Morris is the only one I know, but I'm pretty sure that they're funded by all of them. Yeah, I'm Philip just, Morris, he's like a club comic? No, yeah, he's Philip, a booker. He's a, no, he's a Borscht Belt guy. <laughs> they still do that. <laughs> I am Philip Morris. I just got here from the Amtrak, and boy, oh my, hands filled with bottles of alcohol. I'm an alcoholic. They won't let me on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I just flew in from Wisconsin, and boy, do my lungs hurt. <laughs> my wife called. Do you know what she said to me? She said, I'm leaving you because of your bad health habits. <laughs> my wife I... called, and you know what she said to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, she puts the she puts the like a uh, 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 throat thing up to her mouth and she's like, My you put us a smoker for twelve Jeremy, what made you feel inspired to bring up the inspiring message of truth on our truth podcast? Yeah, I don't honestly it, remember. It was something, though. Is it just as 420? Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, because we were talking about. So, oh, we were doing the coughing sounds, too. Dude, we're just so fucking high. We can't even remember what our podcast is about. Yeah, man. no. Thoughts just flow right through me while we're podcasting. I, I mean, it, even if we weren't smoking, or I don't want to speak for you two, I just feel like the uh, warm blanket of mind fuzz that descends the human brain when you're locked indoors for weeks at a time is a pretty similar effect. Yeah, I feel very unstuck in time right now. Even if we weren't puffed up like Spyro the Dragon as he cruises through the cloud level, we'd still have a few mind burps. I don't know why you always have to mock me, Alex, when I'm making an excellent observation. It, it was like an excellent observation, Katie. It's like maybe, maybe the fact that you feel like I'm mocking you just it's like pro- points to an insecurity you have. You are so threatened by my high-key observation skills. Everybody knows it. They're like, there goes Katie with her keen observations. And I know it just like it just tears <laughs> you up. Yeah, like, Katie's constantly. like a dog detective. Yeah, that's why they call me Snappy, man. <laughs> well, I'm threatened by all women, and that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> Isn't that what anime is about in general? That's what anime is about. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who's listening knows that. I'm terrified that's of why... women and hope I never meet one. That's why I you keep Alyssa all the way inside the house. <laughs> Very inside the house. <laughs> Extremely inside the house. That's a behind the paywall joke. That joke only for listeners of the Patreon. $5 gets you access to that joke. Happy 420. We're having a sale on friendship coins in the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, the Patreon is not having a sale. $5. Well, let's go. Uh, what's, going, what's everyone up to? I don't know. Yeah, what the fuck is up? Up. What, what games are we playing, gamers? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you calling gay? <laughs> Whoa! Uh, hey, don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. I'm in the house. Don't look at me. Don't fucking look at me. <laughs> <laughs>
Turn my camera off. You shouldn't be able to see me. I'm trying to play games. Actually, every time we do these, when you turn your camera off, it does. I don't know, Katie, does this do this for you, too, where it freeze frames Alex's face? Uh, sometimes what? yes, sometimes no. Yeah, I get every single time I get a freeze frame of your face the moment you turned off the camera. What? And so I, you, I, is that what's happening right now? Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. it. It's always just like a, a shitty like interstitial of you with like your mouth half open. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn it on, turn it off again to fix the fix the pose. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the, the screen cap. <laughs> <laughs> This is a visual joke nobody's gonna get. I can't see it. Oh no, you're wearing a weird little ponytail. Well, my I hair doesn't reach the back of my head yet, so I gotta I, do I gotta do the man bun. I well that's not a bun, sweetheart. That is what I used to call the pineapple. Whatever. Yeah, you've, got a, you've got a stump. It's a it's a pony stump. I used to Who asked you, Katie? <laughs> this is why anime is about defeating women. I for mocking your, your pineapple hair. I used to have a pineapple. I love the pineapple. I used to wear it all the time in Portland, but I was also trying to be wacky. I had purple hair. <laughs> mm. I guess I'm trying to be wacky. Yeah. I'm not not trying to be wacky. You're a Looney Tunes motherfucker. You know that? <laughs> yeah, I'm 29 and I'm wacky, y'all. Yeah, so uh, what are we going for here now? Are you doing like a, you're trying for like a like a samurai look? Yes, Kishidis. What is that? It's what the guy in Fire Force with the man bun says. We never answered my question of what we're gaming. <laughs> oh, I'm still playing Animal Crossing. I also am playing the Digimon JRPG Cyber Sleuth, and I'm watching someone else play the Final Fantasy Whoa. VII Remake. Ooh. Whoa, you got to tell me more about this Cyber Sleuth. It's not very good, but I just love Digimon, so I'm playing it. How uh, detective-focused is it? Because I don't remember that being a big part of the Digimon world. It It's weird. It's um, not the best well-designed game. So the, the sleuth part of it is there's, like, literal, like... Uh, have you ever played Ace Attorney? Yes. Yes, So you Katie. have to, like, search for clues sometimes. And so you get... You're just like a regular person. You get sucked into the digital world. And then when you somehow get sucked out, you're in a detective agent's office who has giant tits. And you're not human yet. You're still like in a digital form, but somehow corporeal in the real world. And you have to solve mysteries by jumping through computers. And also you're catching Digimon and befriending them and making them fight on your behalf. It makes no wait, wait, sense. Wait, 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 So you're a Digimon in the human world in this game? No, you're human. Well, you're digital, but you're a human. You're, there's no, you're a digital Digimon. person in the human world. Yeah, and they're trying to get your body back. I'm not saying this makes sense, Alex. I'm and the Digimon like a, are like in a, the human world, or are they in the digital world, and you're, like, hopping back and forth? You're hopping back and forth. It's like you were a person, you got sucked in the computer... The, the tit detective somehow got you out, but just in digital form, and your body, your real body is in a hospital, but somehow you also exist in digital form. Right. And you're trying to is put it, two and two back together. Is your first detective case to find those humongo bazongas? You know, have you ever played any of the Yakuza games? Yes. There's like, you're just like 
in a mall like it's like the city of tokyo it's laid out a lot like yakuza and you're just like running around and trying to like figure shit out and then suddenly you're also fighting with digimon it's a very like it's clearly two different games they try to paste together into one game but i'm playing it what is like the clue seeking function like it's not good. You're is it just like, like, a, is it anything like LA like... Noir where you like walk around and like when you step on a clue, like your com- your controller vibrates a bit? No, it's not even that, you know, it's just like you just click on shit and you're like, <laughs> oh, clue. Like it's not. Is, it, <laughs> is the clue detection anything along the lines of um, designing the infrastructure and cityscape for a town or its skyline? No. And that's why I'm playing my other games more. So we know Jeremy's uh, emotionally unwell because he's falling back into City Skylines. Yeah. Jeremy, what's why even don't worse? you just... What's even worse is I'm not even playing the game right now. I'm just like assembling and customizing assets for a future project. Oh my fucking God. That I'm just like so retexturing much. stuff to make <laughs> it look the way I want it to look. Oh, blow my brains out. <laughs> Alex what is- are you retexturing? <laughs> like roads and stuff. Tell me about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying gun. to create a variety of, of I'm looking brick around road my house types. for a gun for the third time today to no avail. Remembering <laughs> I've never owned one. Damn, I love hanging out with my homies. I I genuinely, I mean, Alex can't relate to that kind of gameplay, but I do. I think it's. I totally get. It. There's something really comforting about like building stuff and 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 I Katie's like an emotional cyber sleuth yeah well I like JRPGs but then I also you know I've been playing I played over like 500 hours of Stardew Valley and now I'm getting like into the 200s and Animal Crossing yeah although Animal Crossing I don't like what it's doing to me because I have two island residents I fucking hate and I'm doing everything it's so hard to get, to get, get rid leave. of them dude and if i was a real landlord i would fucking i would pull all the evildoer tricks but i can't and i just want them to fucking leave i hate them i know they suck oh, ass I, I have this gay actor bird i've been trying to get rid of for fucking ever his gimmick is I... so lame oh man well it's I... hard to make it as a bird especially if you're you know if you're in a Listen, part of that marginalized community if you're acting if you're a bird world. actor out there you're a gay bird actor Stop Stop blaming your bird identity and start blaming the fact that you're constantly asking people if they're ready for their close-up, okay? We don't think okay. it's funny or charming. Well, right. Will Terry Richardson. There's a... Maybe the reason you can't get on Bird Saturday Night Live is a little bit with your... About your limited bird impressions uh, wheelhouse, huh? How about that? You only do two other birds. I have this bitchy pink deer that's always such a cunt to me, and she was there from day one. I'm trying to get her to leave. And then there's this other bird who's like, can I speak to your manager as Peacock, who moved in without me even asking. She just Mm. showed up one day, and I think that's brute as hell, and I would like them to leave. Go away. Uh, I'm, I'm Bird Rock Obama. If you like your nest, <laughs> you can keep it. Bird rock. Um, my, my, new, my new thing is I identify as a birderer. I used to love all animals, but there's this bird at my partner's house that has started tweeting at weird hours of the night, mm. and it'll usually start around midnight and go until four in the five in the morning. Yeah, it's so very disrespectful. loud, and I'm gonna kill it and make it into a hat. Dude, the bird activity in our s- neighborhood is wild. Once I start, I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna kill all those fucking birds. All birds. See, this has led me to the logical next step, which is Jeremy. When are you going to become a full fledged bird guy? 
I feel like I have maybe 10 more years. So you're going to be like a bird watcher? I've You'll thought about this a lot. for that community. Yeah, but, no, I've thought about but, this a lot. I feel like I have 10 more entirely. years uh, before I have to get into birds. The thing Which is, we- I, I think I already am because I know too much about animals, but this is the first time I have lust for their death. Mm. You're already into birds, you think? Yeah, when I went through a reckoning at the pet store when I was in my early 20s where I hated a bird birds. reckoning? Yeah, I hated birds, and then I bonded with one of the birds I was teaching bad words to, and then I liked them. <laughs> teaching bad words to the birds. Because this is the thing. Old people just assume they have to get into birds at some point. Yeah, we I've talked had several about conversations. This. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, my dad said he wanted to be a bird watcher. Yeah, we and despite having no interest in birds. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, why? And he's just right. like, because I'm retired, and that's what you do. There's well, other options. I won't options. be discussing that again. You, you could, could be get a trained putting, guy. Yeah, you could put ships in bottles. Mm-hmm. You can. Uh, there's a group of people who like to talk about flags. Oh, in a non-patriotic I, way, just yeah. like a design way. Vexillology, My uncle yeah. believes in coins. He's yeah. a coin man. I love flags. Yeah. Dude, I uh, <laughs> I had a, a sex friend in Portland <laughs> who was very... I liked him a lot. He was a real kind person, but he like had all these old man interests, and he would go to the, the flag meeting, and ev- all the members of the flag... Dudes were all like seventy, except for him. Dude, hell yes! And it was really what a dream. <laughs> I sh- he asked me if I had any gay flags, and I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, because one of the old men saw the transgender flag for the first time, and he was so taken with the colors, and I wanted to show him other versions." <laughs> it's a fantastic flag. <laughs> it really is, and I just thought that's so cute that like an old man's like, "I don't know what it means, but oh, this is great design. I just love it." <laughs> You know your man a freak when he can fit his whole ship in your bottle. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, municipal. <laughs> Tell him ar- I said that. <laughs> municipal uh, architecture, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. You can alert about the neighborhood architecture and tell people. I mean, I I haven't. This dude and I are just friends now. We live in different states, but I will let him know. Different states for different mates. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's like hose in different area codes, yeah. but okay to say. But like a 2000s twee band being like, I'm doing a play on it. Isn't it cute? <laughs> <laughs> My Our thing is, um, we have a ukulele, but we are rapping. <laughs> I'm, do, I'm We're mates of state, and we're covering... <laughs> It's just a G thing or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and our kid is... D- Murder was a case that they gave me. <laughs> exactly. We both do the Dre parts and our kid is Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this sad child sing our song against his will. Look at him sing. Oh, man. Do you remember that band? I forget what they were called. Uh, they were like the... Vanderbilt traveling. Oh, family the Trachtenberg band. Uh, family Trachtenberg slideshow players. Family slideshow players. Man, those kids have to be fucked up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> For those not in the know, there were this like NPR sweetheart band of the early two thousands, where it's like two Lower East Side parents who made their children also be in a band with them. And when I say children, I mean like they were like seven. So young, yeah, really, really young. And- so young. And they're like, so yeah, we live in a one-bedroom apartment together. We all play instruments. It's super fun. We're on tour 20 
four seven and we sing to our family slides i'm like those kids are if they believe in vaccines and therapy when they're old <laughs> enough they're going to be getting so many you know i think they were um i think the slides were ones that they would find like they would go to like estate sales and um Oh, uh, I like, used to do that, but just for my own creepiness. Right. No, what they about would. This? What about the Tracked and Bird family band? Okay. And their birds. And instead of yeah, instead of the family slides, it's like the pictures that bird Still watchers same take. Same situation, but they're birds. Uh-huh. Well, what do you want? What else, Alex? Yeah. What you do you want to talk about? If you want to keep, <laughs> well, it was half of an idea. Um, <laughs> we were on something um, there. <laughs> oh, I finished. <laughs> I thought maybe I didn't have the full lay low down on the family. I thought maybe one of you could take it to the hoop. I was just kind of passing down court, you know. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know enough about. I know a lot about birds. Okay, I'm sorry. Just hoping the ball Am forward, hoping someone's up right there. Now? Oh, it's someone's. Open. We got a veritable Michael Jordan on this cast who can stick their tongue out and slam that bird riff right back into the tree. I'm um, sorry. I finished. I, I'm sorry. I didn't yes and your bird riff. No, that's okay. You know, I take these risks as a hero, and sometimes they don't work out. I'm sorry, Alex. I heard you finished my hero academia. That's right, Katie. <laughs> I did, and I have some thoughts. Well, now that I've seen you, 88 wait. episodes. Hold on. I'm not caught up because I was watching dubs, and then dubs got canceled because of COVID. So I'm going right. to start the Japanese one starting soon. So let's not have a Castlevania situation. Be I'll, sensitive I'll, no spoilers, to my needs. No spoilers. I will say, okay, I've finished 88 episodes and keeping my criticism as vague as possible. I like when they um, are my heroes, but I do <laughs> not like when they are in academia. See, and that's where you and I differ because I like the heroes, but I love it when they get to be regular teens. <laughs> it's just I get in, I get excited about all their misadventures, and then they stop and put on a play or some shit, and I'm like, "What <sighs> the fuck is there are Alex, no moves about?" Alex, sometimes I feel like you don't even know the first thing about anime. It breaks my heart. I like to think I'm I'm still learning. You know, you like, you just like, I understand. You're like a hard showing. You only want moves and fighting. And it makes sense that Dragon Ball is your favorite show. But there's so much more to the world, like school festivals and a beach episode, or they all go to the sauna and someone accidentally sees somebody's boobies. There's a wide world. And they do include that in this show at one point. Yeah, I like when you see their boobies at the sauna. (laughs) Anyway, I give it, so far, up through season four, seven out of ten. Pretty good. Not my favorite of all time, but I liked it. Um, Any other animes tickling your mind keys? Oh, yeah. Chad Vigorous messaged me to start Saint Seiya, the 70s one. He said it's wildly dated and a bit uh, much. And so that might be my next I don't think you'll like it, if I'm to be honest. Um, Because of everything you like... About anime, Saint Seiya is going to seem really slow and weird to you. No, but the thing is, I also really like 70s badly done television, and I've already watched most of Dallas, so this might be a good lateral <laughs> okay. move. Okay, I'm, I'm interested to see what you think of it. Yeah, anybody else watching anime? Well, I was watching a new Digimon, and then Toye uh, Animation announced that they're 
canon it until uh, the 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 pandemic's over. So I got three episodes of the most perfect remake of all time, and then my heart shattered. Oh my god! Uh, it feels personal. If I'm gonna be real, <laughs> um, I, I've given my life to you, Toei, my literal life, and this is how you repay me: spitting in my eye. Anyway, I've been watch. I I have Crunchyroll, and I like. Katie's in her house trying to make weapons to shoot at birds, and we're forcing her to record for you, Joey. Yeah. And this is how you treat her? Be, you and your cronies at Funimation? Or as we call them, no Funimation. Roaming the plains with my bow and arrow hunting game with my mask on. Instead, I'm here talking about the quality content that Toei <laughs> has provided me over the years. Um, I have Crunchyroll, and there is so much fucking anime on there it is overwhelming and i keep finding myself watching the stuff i'm familiar with instead of venturing out into the brave world but i am hesitant to ask for suggestions because most people's taste sucks assholes shots fired at most but people if you, <laughs> yeah, if listener, if you don't have write any in. suggestions <laughs> I, i'm open wait I, I forgot i found the craziest shit this week on the vrv yeah. app which is also yes. crunchy roll so you can you can check yeah. this out katie I think it's called Thunderbolt okay. Story, and it's apparently a part of a whole genre. I didn't know what it was. It was on the front page, but if you click on it, the description is like, celebrated creator, blah, 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 and the masterful art studio, blah, 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 get together in this wonderful production, then knows the description of what it is, and then I watched it, and it is Team America-style puppets doing a shonen together. <laughs> <laughs> But instead of like fucking really graphically, they're doing like elaborate fight scenes, but they're still the puppets, so it's really funny. And we got through around full 15 minutes of it. Oh, like the original. And uh, that's just wild. Like the, like, th- like the original Thunderbirds in the 70s? Yeah, dog. They are that's puppets. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> they're going ahead. They're like, hey, look out. It's puppets. And you're like, sure, sure, sure. But, uh, you know, I'll check it. And then you're watching it. And you're like, I had no idea. <laughs> Um, you know what? I think I think it's about time to recap some of our old favorite episodes of Dragon Ball Z Kai. How's that sound, everyone? Hi everybody, it's me, Recycling Rebecca. I wanted to take a moment out of your Fallen Out Super Podcast to say recycling is important. Reduce, reuse, and you know what else is important? Leaving a five-star review for the podcast. Well, that's all this targeted ad is saying. I'll see you at the movies. The title of this episode is, Will Goku Make It In Time? Three hours until the battle resumes. For those of you... That's, That's the question on all of our minds. Yeah. Uh, the Saiyans last episode are waiting for Goku to show up so they can trash him. Chatsu and Tien have been lit on fire, and that's where we're at. Uh, we cut to our friends, Piccolo, Krillin, and Gohan, and they're standing in a, uh, you know, a little circle, kind of just freaking out about the situation. They're having a powwow. Yeah. Nappa makes it very clear that he is sick of waiting for Goku. He's clearly made up. You said that your boyfriend went to another school, but I have not even seen their MySpace. And <laughs> he Vegeta- doesn't even text you. I'm looking through your text. You have no texts from him. 
you like what? You never seen an episode of Catfish? What the fuck are you doing right now? Guys, if he's your boyfriend, then how come I've never seen you two at the mall? (laughs) You have him saved in your phone as Johnny Real Guy. (laughs) Who's Johnny Real Guy? Sounds made up to me. Alyssa is saying my Napa impression is far too loud, but that's just the sacrifice we is, make, isn't it, folks? He, he, that's what he sounds like. That's what he he sounds too loud. He sounds like Katie's mic. <laughs> you guys got to make up your mind. Am I too loud or too quiet? I'm getting You're nailing it right now. I'm getting a lot of mixed advice. Uh, Napa, you know, is making a big shit fit, and Vegeta points out that Goku is a a, a traitor to the sand race. Yes. So they want to give him the special treatment where he shows up and he kills his family in front of him and then they kick his ass. Yeah, Vegeta getting extra fashy in this episode calling Goku a race traitor. Calls him a race <laughs> traitor and the idea of, of torturing him a slow death makes Nappa so horny he licks his lips. <laughs> oh, I like that part. He, it's like a very graphic, like full tongue out of the mouth thing. Yeah, I took a bunch of screenshots of it because, boy, uh, I found it very entertaining. <laughs> oh, my. This episode. Yeah, Vegeta's on his full, like, 1950s Republican Party thing, you know, like. Mixing races is communism. There's so many good sound bites in this episode. It's unreal. Uh, yeah, we're about to get to one of probably the best one of the whole series. Yes. Uh, so he asked Nappa, he's like, all right, you can kill the little guys, but we need to keep Piccolo alive so we can find out about the Dragon Balls. But what he says, they keep referring to Piccolo as either the Numekian or Green Guy, which just feels racist, which goes it's with It's racist every- to say that. <laughs> it's it's one of those things, though, where you like can't attack a fascist for being racist because they're like, yes, I know. It's my whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kill other races. <laughs> yeah. That's the deal. <laughs> yeah, well, you get it. your fear of a Saiyan coming to the planet is is racist itself. Yeah, you say <laughs> you believe in freedom of speech, and yet you get angered when I come to your planet to kill everybody. Think about that. <laughs> Look at this chart I printed out of crime statistics in Chicago, and tell me there isn't already <laughs> violence at hand. If you really think about it, gentrification is a good thing, and I'm here to get it done. By killing you. <laughs> I'm opening a coffee shop called Shave <laughs> Have you ever seen The Wire? That's what this neighborhood used to be like. <laughs> I can't believe we're fighting here in Hamsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we cut to our friends. And Krillin's like, let's run away like cowards. And Piccolo's like, the world is ending. Vote blue no matter who, Krillin. No we're matter who, Krillin. <laughs> we're in it to you win it. You have to. Goku is a compromise candidate, Krillin, but he's the one we need. <laughs> he's the only one that can save us. Who cares? If sure, he's he has brain dead. damage <laughs> and is dead, but he's our best shot. <laughs> um, and Krillin is just like, come on, Goku. Meanwhile, Goku's running along Slakeway going, oh, I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. 
Oh, damn this long snake. I wish I wish I'd never <laughs> run on it to begin with. <laughs> the name of the episode is like is like Will Goku or they they like open it with like a Will Goku make it in time is he too late? I think objectively he is, right? Yes. Yeah, he is late. Several is loved late. friends are dead. <laughs> like it is too late. <laughs> it's one of those things where like if you're 30 seconds late to homeroom, you're late to homeroom. Yes. It doesn't matter how much yeah, it's you know early is on time. On time is late. On yeah. time is late. That's right. God, Goku. and that's why we're such a prompt podcast because all of us are on the level about that. <laughs> I'm so glad we're all such prompt young professionals. We're neat freaks, and we love birds. I'm wearing a full-on suit right now with giant shoulder. Pads. Oh my god, me too. Holy shit, you look sharp, my wow, dude. Wow, you too, Katie. Thanks for the well, Huey. I relax for the I relaxed for the episode. I took my cufflinks out and I mm. put them in my special jewelry drawer. <laughs> I know as soon as we turn this off, you're gonna put on some Huey Lewis and slow dance with Alyssa. I know, my man. Yeah, and those cufflinks mm-hmm. going right back on. <laughs> so, Ladies love cool cufflinks. So uh, everyone's wondering if Goku's gonna make it. Uh, meanwhile, Piccolo is like. All right, we all know that Goku's never been on time for anything in his entire life, so we need a plan. And Gohan's like, what if we train? And he's like, you stupid bitch. I did that for six months, and you, you punked out. You fucking bitch. Everybody's so years mean old to Gohan. <laughs> yeah. He is a Gohan. kid. <laughs> Gohan is, uh, like, very accurately four years old in this episode, except for the one part later in the episode where he does, like, What's a, like an Aristotelian riddle to Piccolo? <laughs> he does like logic arguments all of a sudden. Yeah. But yeah, he's four years old and he, yeah, and he's like, get out of my side. And he's like, okay. Like so uh, much of this episode, like there's several things, but this is the first of the things that like really highlight just how four years old Gohan is. Is like, like this scene is like him yelling at him like, you fucking, you can't fight. You can't save us from alien invaders, you little child. And he's like, but, 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 Mr. Piccolo, you're my only dad now. And Piccolo's thinking too, like, be strong, Gohan. You can, you have to push through. And then Gohan's like, I'm four, I'm leaving. I'm so sad. Yeah. <laughs> And then he tries to leave, but Nappa blasts him back, and uh, and in a fit of rage, Gohan's like, "You're stupid, and you're ugly, and you smell bad." And I guess that's a huge trigger because Nappa used to have an abusive ex that would always yeah. bring up his bo every time they got intimate, and he just was like so triggered and he's like i don't smell okay this is part of my job <laughs> it's part of my job and he says i've been in a pod for a year which is true look at look at the way napa's living do you think he's happy about the way he's yeah. exterminating these races he wishes he could do it in a big spaceship like those 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 tight wads up at frieza street it's like parasite <laughs> man in a way, it's a lot like Parasite. It's just like Parasite. It's like Parasite. Nappa didn't realize how much his smell, like, it, it, he didn't even think about it because he's a working class Saiyan, you know? It doesn't mean anything that he'd never thought about it in that way until a rich person pointed it out, Gohan. Right. Just because Gohan went to grad school, he he can say who's smelly and who's not. So is it too early to say the central metaphor of Dragon Ball didn't work? <laughs> what are the Dragon Balls? 
Um, meanwhile, Anderson Cooper and his crew are rolling up for a hot scoop in their Jeep. And they're like, live from the battle, aliens are blasting bowls in the ground. But they seem to have taken a break. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he's like, Vegeta, I'm going to kill these people because I'm bored. And he's like, I guess if you want. And Nappa's like, there are no civilians during wartime, Vegeta. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Time to meet the press, he literally says. Yeah, good lines here, I gotta say. Great Yo, writing. Nappa's killing it. And uh, the TV announcer's like, he's jumped into the air and he's flying? And, oh no, he's coming towards me. Who would have guessed? They uh, speed off and crash into a ditch and the whole press corps is freaking out. There's a tiger cameraman there. Very handsome. Good casting on tiger cameraman. But you know That's what? an endangered kind of cameraman. But don't don't get attached <laughs> because... Because to, they're going to gas him when he's a year old. Because... <laughs> for his pelt. For his pelt. <laughs> because Nappa has several triggers. One, being called smelly. But two... The lying liberal media. The lying liberal media. media. They never stop. <laughs> they lie and they lie and they won't reopen the economy. They He's... won't reopen. You know what I say? You're a bad reporter. <laughs> he screams, I hate the media! And sh- I beams him to death. And I could not love this clip more. I what a prince. <laughs> I ripped it off the internet. I have spammed it all over my social media. It is the funniest shit I've seen on the show in a very long time. <laughs> it's a viral tweet, and it just says, Napa said Chinese virus. Yeah, it's yeah. up there with don't shoot, he's not black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, King Kai is just... Uh, chumming around with his monkey and he's like Goku more like Sloku am I right doing his full on <laughs> Billy Madison look you know you can't it's it's you can't hold him to this stand you, it's it's so hard to close for a legend you know oh my god right. they guys. put him up after the Napa I hate the media line he did his best I, you're expecting so much from him I had a public meltdown about this but I need to just mention this very quickly so my favorite Japanese reality TV show just added new episodes to Netflix uh, to catch up to the where they currently are, which is Terrace House, where young people live in a house to find love, but also just like find themselves and live in the city. Here's the thing. This season, they're trying to spice it up and I think appeal to a Western audience. So a dude just moved in who is from Arizona, but he's half Japanese and lives in Japan with his mom currently. But he is from Arizona, and he claims to be a stand-up comic and then tells the cameras confidently that he has been doing it for five months. And Let's go. <laughs> real shit. Real and fat. They sh- <laughs> and they show him practicing stand-up. He's, like, talking his phone and saying shit like, uh, yo, like... Japanese businessmen are like fucking wild. And then he takes them all to an open mic in Japan where Crime. there's some like nine foot tall German guy being like, your next comic is on Tennis House. And he comes. And wait, he, wait, wait. What, what, are, what are the open mics like in Japan? I are have, they different? I have no idea because Western style comedy isn't predominant there. So I'm like, who is even in this fucking audience? You know what I mean? Right. Um, are they doing like full physical routines? No, this is a Western style open mic. Like, I don't. 
They don't show it there. <laughs> they take the show to a bad one. Yes. <laughs> well, because he's a, he's a literal open micer. He do, he goes on stage. He's hunched over. He has his phone in his hand, and his joke is like, "Man, Japan's like fucking crazy." Uh, I don't understand. Like Japanese businessmen, they should just kill themselves. And that's not me. That's a little. I'm being. Katie verbatim. would never say that. Katie would never say that. No, but this guy, he has no boundaries. But he, he, they show his whole set. He doesn't finish a line. I mean, it was like watching someone's open mic set, and then I just. He's so. It was like the scene in Joker. You're saying. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> to like. I wanted to die. The whole time. Well, the, here's the part that bothers me: is if you're on Terrace House, they'll put you on a bar show, pal. <laughs> you don't need to go to the mic. You can get on any bar show. But he, yeah, I mean, well, they try to show him in like their natural environment, I guess, but it's horrible. And like my favorite wrestlers on that show right now, and she's like, he's handsome. I'm like, Hannah, no, stay away from him. It's like. A specific <laughs> triggering circle of hell for me. Anyway, King Kai doing his best. <laughs> they took my favorite show and they put my least favorite thing in the world in it. Which is, I'm so sorry. is a 24-year-old Arizona open mic fuckboy that thinks he has something to say. Damn. Woo! It's like if they put open mic comedy in city skylines. Yes, That's Jeremy. That's exactly what it's, it's like. It's like you're building your city. You're just in the zone. You have your fancy cocktail and talkie on your lap, and suddenly a window pops up with some guy from Jersey City being like, oh, it's fuck. Ooh, uh, you guys, you know, they say, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? <laughs> yeah, it's like the, it's like the <laughs> SimCity guy who does the you can't take away our parks. But it's like, you, would you suck a dick for a million bucks? A million dollars, the buddy. You got five k. Sorry, I'm trying to do a conversion for uh, for me for this. I think it would be like if there was a confident 24 year old open micer in Artifact, the Dota card game. Okay. Uh, uh, and he's like oh, whooping your ass, and he's yeah. like getting on TV for playing Dota. Oh no, you're yeah, a poet. Yeah. Your opponent plays too edgy for the room. There's literally an episode where this girl comes to confront him and she's like, hey, you know, your comedy would probably be better if you wrote from your same experience of your personal experience instead of reflecting on others. And he's like, yeah, people just like, I sometimes write a joke and people just don't seem to like it. And I don't understand. He literally says that. That's Damn. true. Sometimes they don't understand. Sometimes they don't understand. <laughs> These man. are universal facts. If this guy starts a competing anime podcast, he's fucking dead. Uh, it's <laughs> he's just, dead. It's not that I'm jealous of him. It's just I don't even want to see him. I don't. No, and that would well, make it worse though because if same... he if he started a competing podcast, then we'd have to constantly be razzing each other, and then there'd be, be more in your life. A, a playful rivalry. Like, like I feel like. You know, the, he'd start his own Japanese guy teaches Japan segment on mm-hmm. his Patreon. I episodes. do feel like it's way better than ours. We're missing a playful rivalry lately. I don't want a rivalry. But we had a few fun ones. We had like the all systems Goku. We had. I uh, don't think they're considered a rivalry. If they don't know we exist. No, but I mean, it's fun <laughs> for us. That's true. We send our rabid fans at them, and yeah. they just block our account. Mm-hmm. I That's am... a rivalry to me. <laughs> Screaming. Okay, I'm gonna move on. I now. like to think we have a rivalry with the coronavirus. Yeah, 
Folks at home, write in, what podcast should we start being mad at? Yeah, pick a big one, you know, around the same size we are, really big. (laughs) So it's fair. Yeah, or like a YouTuber who knows we exist. That definitely is a thing that happens all the time. Oh, yeah. I guess Um, we're going to start fighting with Ollie. The golden one or something? (laughs) Ninja. Can we get a fight with Ninja? <laughs> Ninja makes like more money than Matt Damon, and we're like, yeah, this guy sucks. <laughs> okay. Don't watch his videos. He'll notice. He'll notice the numbers drop. <laughs> anyway, uh, Goku sees the 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 end the finish line. It's, he's almost there. And then, meanwhile, we check in with our racist friend Popo, and he's like, "I said some." Vegeta. That's Goku. Or should I say Sloku? <laughs> Vegeta back on Earth. He's like, one more hour to go, you guys. He better show up or everyone at prom's going to know you're gay. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Piccolo is like trying to figure out what to do. And he goes, there's no option. It's all or nothing. It's game time. Get your head in, people. Three hours have passed. There's no signs of Goku. They're like, all right, time's up. He's not showing up. Let's go. And Nappa decides it's time to strip. Oh, right. Yeah. Nappa. And first of all, Nappa. Nappa's chonk in this episode. He's looking thick. He's so big. He's bigger than Broly. He's bigger than Broly. I don't know if that's like an accident or what, but he's like, he's maybe wider than he's tall. Is <laughs> yeah. that possible? He's, he's like so a, big. He's a solid trapezoid. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is, is this is the second point at which Gohan being four is very very noticeable. <laughs> when there's yeah, this gigantic the muscle man shoe. just around him, <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is. I mean, first of all, yeah, the size difference is wild, but then also like this man shouldn't be this naked in front of this kid. Yeah, no, he already and- killed all of MSNBC, <laughs> and he's so horny to kill everybody. Pickle is like, listen up, we just gotta figure out what to do. So here's the plan. Krillin, you bitch ass, you're a decoy. When they're turned Got around, it. I'm gonna grab the tail, their weak point, and then Gohan, you gotta man up and sock him in the face. They're like, okay, team, let's go. And then uh, Goku is still running towards them. He's like, I'm getting closer. And Kami uh, sees him. Getting close, so Go- Goku runs towards the door, and before he even walks in, Kami shows up, and he's like, get in the car, loser, we're going fighting. Yeah, it's like a NASCAR pit crew. He just picks him up, uh, and they zoom out of there real snippity-snip. No time for uh, shenanigans. There's no time for anything. But before a- they get to Earth, instead of bringing him straight to Earth, they stop at Kami's lookout, and he's like, hi, Popo. Hey, Goku, you remember my racist friends, Popo? <laughs> hey, do you remember uh, Popo, the man we're using to set back black culture? <laughs> that was my idea. I'm very racist, Goku. <laughs> I'm very complicated. Was... You know, sometimes racist are people you like, people in your I got... home. I got many characters on the television in the 2000s, Goku. <laughs> um, so Goku. Oh wait, wait! I want to interject here. Great line we missed from King Yama is Goku comes through and he's like, "What is the line he said?" Is like, "Just in the nick of time," and by time I mean his fast time on Snake Way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
It's like, no one cares, King Yemma. You're done. <laughs> Why do they what they should say is just like a beeping noise and then a subtitle that says long Japanese phrase that did not translate here. <laughs> Probably some Shinto shit. <laughs> Goku, even though he can fly, decides to just do a swan dive off of Kami's lookout. And as he's falling down, he passes Korin's tower and he's like, hey, bud. Can I get some beans? And he's like, I 420, bitch. I'm just sitting here smoking. Have my beans. Got nothing 420 but beans. Have some beans. He throws some, 420, we all eat beans. <laughs> he throws some beans at Goku. He snacks on one. Then he calls the Nimbus Cloud. He's like, that's the stuff. Let's go. I'm coming. And there's a freeze on Goku. And you're like, I'm like, is this the end of the episode? No, it's not. Here we go. Krillin. He's. Why doesn't he just. I, I'm. This bothered me. Why doesn't he fly there? Why doesn't he instant transmission there? He doesn't know it yet. He doesn't know instant transmission oh, because right. he learns that after Frieza. But I mean, or at least run. He already ran that whole snake. Save the bean until after you get there. <laughs> You're way faster than the cloud at this point. Yeah. And then that's all. He's trying to move clouds because it's 420. Hey. Hey. Hey, if you're listening to this at home, take a hit of your blunt. <laughs> And, and exhale it in somebody's face with asthma. <laughs> That's right. You're the king pimp today. Like and subscribe. Oh, it's Krillin. Here he goes. He's uh doing some shit. He's taking the, the Nappa takes the bait, and Krillin uh blasts himself in the sky, and he's like, "Look at me go." Piccolo <laughs> instant like transmissions that. and grabs Nappa's tail. And Gohan's getting ready to charge, but the Nappa immediately elbows Piccolo in the head, American football style. And he's like, we know about the weakness. You don't think we didn't think about that, you dumb bitch? (laughs) This is one of the few attacks in the show that looks like actually somebody getting hurt in real life. (laughs) Where he elbows him on the top of his head and then Piccolo gets like dizzy and then starts saying nonsense and falls over. Yeah, and like for a second, it's even illustrated with a big purple and and blue bruise, and you're like, "Wow, his brain is bleeding." Yeah, that uh, that is <laughs> what would happen. <laughs> and Nappa has so many snappy lines about it too, where Gogon's like, "Get up!" and Nappa's like, "Yeah, I think he's beyond the pepcock, my little fella." <laughs> I don't bash his brain Yeah, he starts <laughs> patting him on the side of the face. He's like, don't go yet. We need your government secrets. <laughs> and Vegeta is just like, LOL, we do tail burpees on the regs, you dumb bitch. Oh, new dad. No, Gohan screams. Oh, it's really funny up. to think about Raditz now because of how effective the tail thing was on him. And like, just another... Highlight of what a bitch Raditz was. Yes. <laughs> Cucked Raditz. Yeah, this is Raditz her- did not get the tail training. He, <laughs> he didn't, just he did didn't it without the money. <laughs> Do you think skipping tail training is like skipping leg day? Yes, yes, that's yes. exactly what it is. That's a great idea, Katie. I'm, I'm, re- you know, I'm such an important part of this show. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker call- skipping tail day. That's why they call me <laughs> the observer. I'm so observant. <laughs> That's why they call you the observer. <laughs> That's why they call her bird murderer, Katie Rose Leon. Please, bird murderer was my mother. Please call me birderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> so anyway, Nappa's like, you're next, tiny baby. 
You got sand blood in you, so you should know how to fight. And he slaps Gohan into a rock, and he's, like, immediately on his ass. But he's mad now, and he gets up. But um, before he can do anything, Krillin instant transmissions and kicks Nappa in the face. And he's doing little, like, flips. And then he uh, puts up a, what is that, a destructo disc? Is that what that's called? Yes. Yeah, he does a destructo disc. It's a disc, but it's sharp. But Again, they're raising the, the question of, name. like... Yeah, they didn't say Destructo Disc. They yeah, said, they like, Shinken or something. They're using the Japanese names in this, which I'm not fucking with Yeah, that. we're not doing that. Um, no, we're not doing <laughs> that. Just to be clear hey. to everybody at home, we will not be using Japanese titles. This the way I was raised, that was called a Destructo <laughs> Disc. And it's like a beam, but it's sharp if you touch it, so watch the edges. These it- days, PC culture gone mad. These days, you say Destructo <laughs> Disc, they throw you in jail. <laughs> If I hear my kid using a Matsuko Popo, I'm calling the Matsuko Police. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, this put me through a litany of emotions, because when Krillin tra- like instant transmissions and kicks him in the face and does little flips, I'm like, oh, Krillin's actually doing something kind of cool. And then it takes him 20 minutes to make that Destructo disc, yeah. and I'm like, he- why isn't he dead right now? It's yeah. such a long charge up for everything in this in this stage of Dragon Ball. Gotta say though, the the Destructo Disc wildly valuable move that doesn't get used nearly enough. Yeah, it chops the top off a mountain, and even Vegeta's like Nappa. If you didn't duck, you'd be dead as you'd shit. You'd be right dead. Now. This it, right because he thinks it's a normal beam that he can just touch with his hands, like you can do for some reason for the <laughs> yeah. other ones. But no, it's sharp. This it's one a cuts. sharp beam. And this is, this- they, they never do this anymore. Like after this stage. Stuff yeah. doesn't. There's like this. Has, they have like a beam that cuts, and like the special beam cannon is a beam that punctures. And then going forward, it's like nah. They just like explode in a way that you can like push. They also, you know, they're that vague thing. They also do my favorite Dragon Ball trope here, where it misses Nappa, but he gets a single cut on his face. Yes. And how dare, how dare you? Get a single cut on my beautiful money maker. Oh, I thought this was weird that Nappa is so sensitive about his face. Yeah, he's he, not a good guy. Was he ever valued for his face? I, you know, if the only three men on the planet are Vegeta, Raditz, and Nappa, so he's just really gassed up. He doesn't yeah. realize that he doesn't have hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's over five feet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, just, you know what I was thinking though it's is just like how, he doesn't work out like a man who has a good face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he's very large, and a really uh, cool guitar starts playing too, where he's like, "You cut me on yeah. my face, dude." How sick would it be if they did like a Baki thing here, and like the th- like it didn't cut his whole head off or nothing, but like it like cuts half his cheek off, and he just like yeah, his like teeth are exposed and shit. <laughs> That would be really. <laughs> and he has sick, to finish actually. the fight just like bleeding profusely out of his face. Oh, uh, I would fuck. I would love that actually. That would <laughs> I would. I would live for that. So there is a moment in like a in a second where he's cut on top of his head, and it's just like you know red crayon on him or whatever. But then it squirts blood yeah. for a frame, and you're like, "What was that? A mistake? <laughs> what was that?" There is some classic. Kai editing in this where you're like I almost thought they were never going to get to grilling Piccolo about the Dragon Balls I thought they just <laughs> forgot about it um, so Nappa then drops a nuke on them it seems like because his beams are so big but he dodges it somehow and then 
Piccolo then blasts Nappa in the back because it turns out he still has a little blast in him. And then he scorches Nappa's back and he's like, my beautiful back. <laughs> when someone's doing me from behind, they'll be like, what is that scar? <laughs> <laughs> I can't get pegged anymore! (laughs) Vegeta laughs and he's like, Did you poop your diaper, you stinky tall baby man? (laughs) Looks like I won't be pegging you anymore, Nappa, with your ugly back. (laughs) (laughs) Nappa and Piccolo are just like street shit talking at each other. They're like, Well, you're the one who is going to get their ass kicked. No, you are. But then suddenly everyone stops because they sense Goku's strong masculine energy. Yeah. They're like, he's far away, but I sense him. Well, it's about time. He's late as usual, Piccolo thinks, just like an Italian airport. And, uh... (laughs) Hello? Hello? (laughs) Vegeta thinks they're full of shit, so he puts on his scouter, and... It's very funny. Is this a redub or is, have we all just been for misremembering this line? Oh, this isn't the scene yet, but also this isn't the scene. This is before the scene. It's uh, foreshadowing. But also yes. the famous the the famous scene uh, is not from the Funimation dub either. I don't think I'm pretty sure it's from the Ocean dub. Yeah, because I think in the Funimation dub they say like it's eight thousand eight hundred. What? Like the, that's the, so yeah. weird. <laughs> Vegeta puts on his things and he's like there is something coming our way and I don't know if it's Kakarot but damn this dude is over 5,000 and Nappa's like whoa, whoa, what now that's news to me <laughs> and he will be here in exactly four minutes they love numbers man <laughs> they love putting numbers on it that do not match any of what happens after <laughs> Vegeta goes full managerial freak out like you know corporate's coming by and they realize that they're gonna get in trouble so he's like we need to clean up this mess fast just kill them just fucking do a clean sweep fire every one of them by that I mean char their bodies leave no remains Uh, I want Goku to see what a good job I've done killing all his friends when he gets here (laughs) also we don't have to torture Piccolo anymore because we're gonna go to his home planet and then do lots of racial racialized murders he's like that's what we do by the toys we're we're Nazis in space by the toys (laughs) yeah He's like, why kill one when we can kill the entire race? Just like we were going to anyway. And If they wanted to clean up my image and put me on the show for a long time, they couldn't because I'm so evil. No one would <laughs> no one would allow it. <laughs> They're like, okay, we're going to kill the green guy first. And then Gohan's like, no, do me. And they're like, what? And he goes, Piccolo, if you get race murdered, Kami will also die. And then the, something about Dragon Balls or something. And uh, Right, Na- this is the one part he's not four years old for. He's like yeah. 12, he at least. He has like a really nuanced argument. <laughs> if a four-year-old told you this idea, it would be like, yeah, your, your buddy, he would go by, and where'd he go? And I'd be scared, he'd be and in, I'd have to fight him. He'd be in the farm with my dog, and my goldfish, and old Miss Tillman. My mom said they all went together. Uh, so My mom says if you don't graduate college, you're a loser. She says that, and that's why I study so hard. Uh, oh, too real for me. <laughs> so yeah, he makes a nuanced argument, and then Nappa charges at Gohan, and Piccolo's like, no, my son! And he uh, jumps in front of a beam that Nappa shoots at him. 
and he gets hella dead. It's like a whole nuke that hits Piccolo. Yeah. He's fried to a crisp. And then the uh, the announcer's like, yeah, Goku really uh, should have got here faster, huh? Wow. <laughs> Next week on Dragon Ball Z. If you're on time, you're late. <laughs> Next week on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> wow, fellas, what wow. an episode. What an episode. Not, I can't move past the idea that this is just like an Aesop's fable for being late now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, rate the episode and seven. We're, we're, we're over an hour. We should just go. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's rate the episode and get out of here. Out of seven, Dragon Balls. Katie. I actually thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I had a good time. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to do six out of seven. Yes. Is that high? No, that's not high. That's actually the right number. Alex. I'm gonna give it five out of seven. What? Um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's mostly that I just didn't want a podcast, is what it is, and yeah. that I actually did like the episode. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, there were so many beams, there's so much fighting, there's all that boy stuff you like. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a six out of seven. I think okay. I'm, I'm with Katie. It's a it's a classic episode. Good fights, good beams, good stuff. It's like everything I didn't like about the last episode, I feel like, was exactly how you should do it in this episode. Like, it was a big deal that Piccolo jumped in front of that beam. And hey, it's no G Gundam episode 12. And I felt like the pacing actually made sense for a Kai episode. That's, that's, and that's the I tooth. Did. That's, that's what, the tooth. That's my that's observation. Yep. That's the beak from the bird, everyone. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> All right. Vomit into my mouth. Good episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, plugs, Katie. Would... Yeah, Katie, where can we find you? <laughs> do we right still here. do this? I don't know. Where will you be this week, Katie? I will because I've been getting... No one has anything to do. I'm gaining followers. I'm going to actually break 3,000 soon. What? 3,000? 3,000? <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Katie Rose at Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. We're attempting to film a remote episode of the show I produce for The Pit. So if you like metal and weird content made from quarantine, then get on board. Uh, I'll get probably board. be out Thursday. Um, that's all, folks. Nice. Alex. Follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes. Pod Damn America is my other podcast, except for the other episodes of this podcast behind the paywall at patreon.com slash BOSpod, where there are now over 100 episodes. What? So you can really just go right on through those. Yeah, I'm going to get the exact number up real quick. We have, like, if you count our Patreon episodes and X episodes, we got, like, close to 300 episodes, my dudes. Probably, probably over. At this, I can't do math. I can't um, believe there's over a hundred Patreon episodes. I'm just a dumb girl who can't do math, but I'm we have a, a lot of content. Bitch. Oh wait, okay, there's 93 episodes, oh, but damn. there's four videos and nine polls. Well, uh, okay. okay. Well, polls All right, so I certainly lied. don't. Count. Don't subscribe. Do not subscribe. There's only 93. <laughs> Give That's it not seven weeks. To be we'll all still be. We'll all still be on quarantine. So don't worry. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Seven weeks from now, I mean, you'll have to subscribe. But for now, I mean, I just don't think it's worth hey, it. Hey, let the good times roll for now. <laughs> so that's my plug is don't give me any money. All right, yeah. that's it. All right, hey. and find me on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder and check out Generation Loss. 
this week we watched Blowout, which is a bad movie <laughs> I didn't like. Yeah, that movie sucks wow. ass. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> sucks Last night we watched Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah, that we watched Boondock Saints on stream. That was very funny. All right, that's it for this week. Join us next week. Super! Super. <coughs> 420. 420, I forgot. <coughs> <coughs>